Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today's message is, God, help me to yield more to the Holy Spirit. Help me to yield more to the Holy Spirit. And that's my prayer. It's my prayer for us that that's what you will ask God to help you. Help you to yield more to the Holy Spirit. We're teaching on a series called To God Be the Glory. So this is the second message on that series. In Isaiah 43, verse 7, part of it says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory. So God wants and deserves and will receive the glory. Uh, our mission, actually, at Cornerstone is to bring glory to God. That's why we exist. He created us for his glory. In Isaiah 42, 8, part of it says, I am the Lord. I will not give my glory to another. So when we say to God be the glory, to God be the glory. That's what we're all about, glorifying him. And we gave you an assignment last week, and it's an ongoing assignment basically to uh, ask your loved ones, those are close to you, uh, ask them to uh, give you one or two things that uh, you may need to work on. You need to maybe improve on. And we said that, you know, make sure you tell them you're not going to make excuses for anything. You you want to take those things that they say to God. Uh, and believe me, if they're your loved ones that you uh, live with or you know very uh, intimately, then they are not going to tell you anything wrong. They want to help you. And you just take it to God. And so that's an ongoing, ongoing um, thing that we need to do. And I've been trying to do that uh, for years, and I'm still adding to that list and trying to do uh, those things that uh, my loved ones tell me that, you know, this, this, is, this is bothersome. You need to uh, take this to God to improve this thing here. So I hope you, you will do the same. Because the only way we are going to improve, and you know that from anything uh, that you might endeavor to do, it takes practice. It takes work. I don't care what it is, whether it's sports, I don't care whether it's uh, school, I don't care what it is, we need to practice, practice, practice to get better at it. And we need to yield to the Holy Spirit's work in us more and more and more that sanctification process so that we can be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That's what we want. So today, God help me to yield more 
to the Holy Spirit. Let's look at in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 16. Let's go there. Let's start in verse 13. And it says, But when he, the Holy Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me. Verse 14. He will glorify me. And he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. And that discloses, he will declare it to you. He will show forth, he will teach you. He will disclose to you what is belongs to Jesus. And it says in verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine. This is Jesus talking. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. He'll declare it to you. And uh, I want the Holy Spirit to take of what is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he knows what I need, and the Holy Spirit is going to disclose it. He's going to declare it to me. He's going to declare it to you. And I want to yield more to the Holy Spirit's help to sanctify me more and more every day. In Galatians chapter 8, let's go there. In verse 16, it says, But I say, walk in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. We have an enemy, and our flesh is an enemy. It's not a friend. It's an enemy. We have to have the flesh to be in this world, but I tell you, uh, there's no good thing in the flesh, and we don't need to yield to the flesh. And the desires of the flesh, verse 17 says, For the flesh sets its desire against the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. So that you may not do the things that you please. Because sometimes we, we, we want to do something. We want to improve. But our flesh doesn't want to cooperate. It really doesn't. So what the flesh wants to do is to have its way. But the flesh is opposite the spirit. The Holy Spirit is trying to, you know, sanctify us and try to move us to be more conformed to the, to the image of Jesus Christ. And, and the flesh is trying to tell us, no, you don't need to do this. This is what you need to do. And sometimes we tend to yield to our flesh. And that is not what we want to do. So sometimes we do the things that um, we don't want to do. Verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. So that means, I mean, it is no secret. It's telling us. 
which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousies, outbursts of anger. Remember we talked about anger last week. Disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Now, when I read this, I said, you are not just naming these things that are evident in the flesh. What you're doing is giving me some examples of things of the flesh that is evident. But they're not all things because it says, and things like these. That's a, okay. Hmm. Wow. Things like these. So there are more things that the flesh wants to try to get us to do that's not of God. But they are like these. They're going to be evident. Let's read on the verse. Next verse here. Now those who belong to Christ, Jesus have crucified. Now that verb is have. It's not will. It's have. Those who belong to Christ, Jesus have, past tense, crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. So that tells me when I was born again that I identified with Jesus Christ dying on the cross, being crucified on the cross for my behalf. And the scripture tells me that my life is hid with Christ in God. So if my life is hid with Christ in God, and the scripture also tells me that I am and you are a new creation. The old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. And all things are of God. So we got birthed again. And your mama Nicodemus was asking, well, how can a, a man go into his must born again and get born again. See, he didn't understand this is a work of the spirit realm. And he says, if he says we are new creations, we are new creations. He says the old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. That means that old things are passed away. And things are new. So if things are new and things are of God, that means that I don't have to yield to this flesh. But I do have to get control over my mind, my will, my emotion. I have to get control. I have to renew my mind. You know, it says that in the scripture too. Renew your mind. We have to renew our mind according to the word of God so I won't think like I used to think. I won't talk like I used to talk. I want to have a new language. I want to speak the things of God. I want to encourage people, not talk about people. 
And I know you know what I'm talking about because I know that you know that sometimes we get in the flesh and sometimes we talk about people if they don't agree with what we do or what we like to talk about. And, and God is saying, no, 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 you have a new language, you're a new creation. So I said, well, God, I want to be, I want to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. That's what I want to do. And that means that I need to practice. That means I need to go uh, back into what I used to do um, in, in sports for years from high school through colleges. I need to go into training. I need to go into training. And those of you who have been to service before, whether it be the Army, Navy, Air Force, whatever it is, you've been in training. You have to go to training. Boot camp. you got to, you got to do something to prepare you. And like Minerva said, training to rain. So I need to go into training so I talk right, so I walk right. So I'll live right. So I'll do right. I need to go and train. And who's the trainer? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I said, God, help me to yield more to the Holy Spirit. That's what I want. To yield more. Who I want to yield more. Let's go through an example of what I'm talking about, a biblical example. Let's go to First Samuel. Let's go there. First Samuel. I want to go to chapter 20, 25. Now, we know the story. Most of us know the story. And I just want to bring out some things that relate to the subject matter of, 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 you know, Lord, help me. Help me to yield more to the Holy Spirit. Because if we're not asking that, then we know that we can do nothing apart from God. Nothing. And if I can't do nothing apart from God, and I'm going to try to do something apart from God, then I'm going to be in the flesh. Verse 2. Now there was a man in Mahon whose business was in Carmel. And the man was very rich. And he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. And it came about while he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the man, man's name was Nabal. Now, most of you know that the name Nabal means fool, foolish, 
And so I don't know why his mother or father gave him that name. But um, that was his name, Nabal. Uh, in one uh, place, a study in the study said you know, he was. It could mean prominent, or it could mean fool. So probably his parents thought he was going to be prominent because uh, he probably from a family who had a lot of money. But as we read, we'll see what we're talking about. And his wife's name was Abigail. And the woman was intelligent and beautiful in appearance. But the man was harsh and evil in his dealing. And he was a Calebite. That means of the family of Caleb. So we know that he was a Israelite. We know that, uh, and as I was you know, studying this, I said, well, boy, this can relate to us. Because we have young people who want to get married. And sometimes they will marry somebody who goes to church or in church. As a matter of fact, that's what I was, I was talking to a person on this past Tuesday. Uh, they were, they were uh, taking uh, uh, whatever pictures of my, my chest area and all those type of things that they normally do. And uh, I said, uh, are you married? No, I'm, I'm single. Uh, are you planning on getting married? Yeah, but I can't find anybody. Oh, you can't find anybody. Oh, have you thought about going online? Oh, no, I don't do that. No, I don't do that. I like to do it the old-fashioned way. I like to meet the person. I said, oh, okay. I said, do you go to church? Yeah, that's why I want to meet them in the church because I'm a Catholic, and I have that worked out if I meet him in the church because I know he'll be a Catholic. That'll already be worked out. But just because somebody's in the church does not mean they are sanctified. They are asking God to help them improve. It just means they're in the church. Now, you can go sit in a garage, and you know that doesn't make you an automobile. It's just not going to happen. So you can sit in church, but if... If God is not dealing with you, if God is not working with you, and if you're not yielding to the Holy Spirit, you're going to just be another flesh person sitting in church. I know because I was that way. I'm not telling you anything to say, well, you know, uh, he's trying to get on me. No, I was that way when I came to Cornerstone. I was working with the youth. I was, I was a youth leader in the church, and I was unsaved. That's what I was. I was unsafe. But they thought just because I was a coach, you know, in coaching high school, that, oh, he was made a great youth leader. My goodness gracious. I didn't know nothing. I really didn't. So he was a Calebite. And I don't know 
the situation except for I know in those days sometimes your family decide who you're going to marry. Sometimes the girl didn't have a lot to do with it, the young lady. So in a way, she's married. I'm wondering why is this intelligent young lady married to this foolish person? I don't know, except for the might have been a family thing or whatever. But how many of you know that once you get married, things come out that you didn't know about? Verse 4 said, David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep. So David sent ten young men. And David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, visit Nabal, and greet him in my name. So if you're greeting somebody in their name, it's like them going. Verse 6, and thus you shall say, have a long, excuse me, have a long life. Peace be to you. And peace be to your house. And peace be to all that you have. That's a good greeting. Verse 5, verse 7. Now, I have heard that you have shearers. Now, your shepherds have been with us, and we have not insulted them, nor have they missed anything all the days they were in Carmel. So David's telling them to say, look, we kept things from happening to you. We didn't do anything to you. We were a blessing to you. Then verse 8 says, ask your young men and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes. For we have come on a festive day, please give whatever you find at hand to your servant and to your son, David. Now, David is really humbling himself here. You know, whatever you can find, he knew he was rich. Whatever you can find, just, just give a, a little you know, to, to your servants, your servants meaning my young man, give, give to, what, to your servants and to your son, David. He didn't say to your father, David. He said to your son, David. He, he's acknowledging, I'm, 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 I'm low here. I'm, I'm just trying to um, be a blessing to you as I was a blessing. I'm asking you to be a blessing to us. Verse 8. When David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all these words in David's name. Then they waited. But, anytime you hear that but, you know that whatever is behind it is not, is going to be about opposite what was before. 
But Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And he knew who David was. And who is the son of Jesse? Who told him, if he didn't know who David was, who told him it was Jesse's son? He knew who he was. There are many servants today who are each breaking away from his master. So he's saying David's on the run from Saul. So, you know, uh, there's many people like that. Shall I, verse 11, shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have slaughtered for my shearers and give it to men whose origin I do not know? Now, that is foolish. And we can look at this, just this part here, and say, wait a minute, is he led by the Spirit? Because we know that the Holy Spirit is going to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. Jesus is generous. Would you agree? He's generous. Even if all that were true and and he didn't know who they were, which he did. And but David and his men protected all that was his, why wouldn't he show appreciation? You know, God is 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 dealing with I think all of us in that we need to be led by the Spirit and the Spirit of God, you know, we can look at a lot of things that um, love, joy, peace, patience, all these things, and it's nine of them, fruit of the Spirit. It's nine of them, and, but it said the same thing about the fruit of the Spirit as it said about the flesh, the works of the flesh, and things like these. So if you name all eight, and then you read what it said, which I didn't read, is, and things like these. That means that it's not just nine fruit of the Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit, is, is, is he uh, boxed in to these nine things? That's his fruit. That's all you're going to get from the Holy Spirit. No, no. These are just examples. He is God. He's kind. He's gentle. He's benevolent. He's generous. He's forgiven. Isn't he? All these things. So when we name the fruit of the Spirit, we have to say, this is just a sample. It's more than that. Because this is God talking. God is, 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 I mean, my goodness gracious, it's nothing that God Good is not. He is everything. Is involved. It surrounds good. He's everything. The same thing with Jesus. Same thing with the, with the the Holy Spirit. Everything is good, and so he's trying to teach me to be more appreciative. 
Now, that's not a fruit. Appreciative. I mean, they, they, they did something, but hey, I didn't ask them to do it. They did it on their own. But do you appreciate what somebody did for you? What somebody did to help you? Do you appreciate that? And does God appreciate anything that we do? Or does he say, well, everything you do, you should have done anyway. So you get no credit for nothing because I created you. You're supposed to do good. You know and I know that you can't do nothing, nothing for God or for others in God's name without getting something back from God. Right? You can give a cup of cold water, a cup of water to somebody in the name of a prophet, and you're going to get a prophet's reward. Come on, it's all over the scripture. Everything we do, God is going to bless you just because he wants to. Not because he has to. He is a blesser. Isn't he? He's a blesser. So anything we do to bless somebody else, he's going to bless us. And we don't do it for blessing. We do it because that's what the Holy Spirit leads us to do. Be kind to people. Be generous to people. Right? And uh, as I was reading uh, this morning uh, to over my offerings, that uh, tithes and offerings, stuff like that, uh, that, that, that I give, then I, I speak over them and whatnot. And I just read the scripture in Second uh, Corinthians nine six on, on and down uh and you should try sometimes just read it from the amplified from the amplified and and he's saying you know he wants people to give uh generously not under compulsion because God loves a cheerful giver prompt to do it giver who calls in his giving and he's able to make all grace abound towards you that you have all sufficiency in all things and for every good work. He gives bread for food. He gives seed for sowing. He multiplies your seed sown. He multiplies it. He doesn't have to multiply. He multiplies it just as a blessing to us. I mean, it's just God is a blesser and God appreciates what anybody does and that was Second uh, Corinthians nine nine six on that was speaking to uh, the church that was giving, laying by a store and giving to another church that was in need, and he was sharing that with them. And so, it's nothing that we can do good that we're not going to get blessed in return for it, because the word says. Whatsoever you sow, you shall reap. That's the law of God. So I'm telling you that when somebody does good to you, don't be like 
Nabal. You be different than Nabal. It says that, uh, so David's men, in verse 12, retraced their, their way and went back, and they came and told him according to all these words. So they told they were telling David what happened. Verse 13, David said to his men, Each of you gird up your sword. So each man girded up his sword, and David also girded up his sword. And about 400 men went up behind David, while 200 stayed with the baggage. Stuff, you know, with the so nobody be trying to steal his stuff while they're gone. Verse 14. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife now, saying, Behold, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he scorned them. Yet, the men were very good to us, and we were not insulted, nor did we miss anything as long as we went about with them while we were in the field. They were a wall to us both by night and by day. All the time we were with them tending the sheep. Now, is Abigail foolish also? Or is she wise? Well, I already said she was, she, she, she was a woman of wisdom. And that's what we want to be. We want to be wise. As a serpent harms us. We want to listen to the Holy Spirit. Verse 13. Now, therefore, know and consider what you should do. This is the servant talking to Abigail. For evil is plotted against our master and against all his household, which includes her. And he is such a worthless man that no one can speak to him. Now, this is a servant talking to the man's wife. And servants usually don't talk about the master, you know. But see, he knows Abigail. He knows Nabal. He knows that she knows that he's foolish. This is not the first thing. This is not the first time. This is a lifestyle Nabal Nabal has. And so I said, wow. That what she, what he just told her, that, and he is such a worthless man that no one can speak to him. I said, ho, ho, will it stop right there? Am I that way? My name is not Nabal, but my name is Willie. But, um, hey, uh, am I that way? Am I such a worthless person that no one can speak to me? And you know, and I know, 
that there are people, not here now, there are people who you can't talk, you can't tell them nothing. They think they know everything. Come on. They really you can't tell them nothing. And I said, well, God, I don't want to be that way. Because even though we're, we're, we're talking about Nabal, I can, I can say, oh, that, look at that foolish person. He knows that they, because see, we know the rest of the story. But see, uh, no, no, no. Uh, when you read something, you got you got to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us. See, trying to proclaim to us, because He's going to take of all what was God and going to show it to us. And all that that God owns, He gave, He's given to Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit going to take that and He's going to show it to Him. He's not going to speak on His own. He's going to speak on behalf of, of Jesus. So He's going to speak what He hears. So I said, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing this thing right here, the Holy Spirit is saying, so well, don't you be that type of person that nobody can tell you something, you know, especially Minerva. See, because she's close to me, you see. And a lot of times she has some advice for me. And it's easy for me to say, wait a minute, why are you, why, why, why are you, why are you? Some people uh use different terms, you know. Well, you know, but why, why are you getting on me? What'd I do? You know, y'all, every time you're trying to find fault with me, no, 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 no. Now, now you go, now, well, you'll be just like, who? Nabal. Foolish. Right? Listen. Listen. And say, hey, hey thank you, baby. I, I really appreciate that. Um, you're right. You're right. I need, I, I, need to, I need to get this thing right. I need to do better in that area. Isn't that, isn't that what, what we want to be? See, our, our, our children can tell us something. Our, our friend can tell us something. And sometimes they're telling us something that's, you know, well, they, they are seeing it a little bit different. And we can take that difference to God and say, well, hey, God, is this right here true or you know, this, this, it can be on any area. It doesn't just have to be in just the, just the, the, the uh, spiritual area right here that we're reading. You know, just think of when the election was up, that the past. There are people on both sides of the, more than both, all different sides because of different people running for president. Uh, there are different people on different sides that you couldn't tell nothing. Come on. You couldn't tell them nothing. You, you know, you, you, you talk to them and say, well, you know, have, have you thought about this? Da, 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 da. And I don't care what, you, what side you're on, it doesn't matter. If you're talking to somebody on the other side, they're not going to pay any attention to you because they made up their mind. You see? And vice versa. And so what I want to do is, well, maybe I need to listen to this thing, you know. Maybe I need to listen to this person. Maybe I need to take that to God. Maybe I need to kind of reconsider. I need to do something. It can be that in any area. Any area. So I want us to not be like Nabal. I want us to say, God, help me to yield more to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, he's trying to teach me. He's trying to draw me closer and closer to Jesus Christ. He's trying to conform me to the image of Christ. He, he, he's trying to proclaim to me what 
it is that I need to do. And so I don't want to be like Nabal that you can't tell me nothing. I don't want to be that way. Now, I know and you know that Nabal was that way more than just this occasion. Because how did the servants know? How would this man know that, and he is such a worthless man, that no one, he said no one, can speak to him. He had to have some of the spirit, doesn't he? Had to have some of the spirit. So we're going to stop here uh, because I'm trying to also walk the talk in these areas. Um, We're going to pick it up here next week because I'm trying to cut down on the length of time I speak because I love to go through this word here, but uh, everybody that's in the the listening of my ear, listening to my mouth, they are hearing this thing. They they might can't sit and listen for 45 minutes, 50 minutes, uh, because they are used to, you know, uh, things hitting quick and things like that. They might watch a game for two hours, but not not the spiritual thing. So uh, I'm trying to cut down on some things. So if you want to say, well, man, he ended quick this time. I'm trying to get better at trying to do what I uh, I want to do. And in in my flesh says, keep going. They love it. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. If there's anybody who hasn't given your life to Jesus Christ, let me tell you, you can't begin to do right. You can't begin to do anything that you're going to get any credit for when you stand before Jesus Christ if you haven't been led by Christ and the Holy Spirit. You can't can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can say, well, I did some good things. I did this, I did this, I did this, I did that. All the only thing you're going to hear is, depart from me. You work a love of iniquity. But, but I cast out them. I did all these things. In your... No, 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 no. No, you did them because you wanted to do them. You didn't do them because I asked you to do them. Because I led you to do them. You did what you wanted to, when you wanted to, how you wanted to, with whom you wanted to. My spirit was trying to lead you a different way. He was trying to lead you to me. So um, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, say, oh, God, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. I need you. If, you. if you save me, I'll serve you all my days. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.